Hello everyone, welcome back to Dragon's Drone Zone, and today I want to talk about the FAA Part 107, some of the things you want to study that may be on your test. Let's get started. So, your drone has to be registered with the FAA, and the requirement is 0.55 pounds minimum weight up to 55 pounds. If it's between that, you have to register it. You have to be 13 years of age to register your drone. And you have to be 16 years of age to take your Part 107 test. Once you pass your test, it's valid for 24 months. To register your drone is $5. To take the test is $150. Now, the maximum height that you're allowed to fly your drone is 400 feet AGL, which means above ground level. Now, if you are on top of a building or on top of another structure, you can actually go... 400 feet AGL above that structure or building but you can't go higher than 400 AGL now if you accidentally fly over 400 feet AGL only report it to the FAA upon the request you're supposed to fly 500 feet below the clouds 2,000 feet horizontally away from the clouds and 2,000 feet away from guy wires the maximum speed that you can fly your drone is 100 miles per hour or 87 knots. You're supposed to be able to have three statute miles or SM visibility when you fly your drone. Now, the time between alcohol consumption and flying your drone is 8 hours. And the legal blood alcohol level is 0.04. 30 minutes before or after sunset is when you're supposed to use your anti-collision lights and to fly after dark you have to have a permit or a waiver from the FAA. If you crash your drone and you cause $500 damage or more you have 10 days to report it to the FAA. Now the next thing, I'm just going to kind of go over this real fast. Airspace, you have class A, B, C, D, G, and E. You want to look these up and familiarize yourself with them. Class A is 18,000 MSL. Class B, 1,200 to 700 AGL. Class C, 1,200 to 700 AGL. Class D is 1,200 to 300. Class G is 14,500 MSL. And class E. Then, you need to know what a remote PIC is. That's pilot in command. That would be you. And then on your radio, they want you to know terms. So the CTAF or pilot self-announced landing clearance. If there's no frequency, then you use a multicom. And small airports would use that. And the, the station would be... 122.9 or like 122.95 and Unicom is the same thing as CTAF AWOS is a weather term broadcast used and then on radio talk they want you to know like Niner um, FA wants you to know the pilot terminology there's a alphabet such as A is Alpha B is Bravo C is Charlie, D is Delta, E is Echo, F Foxtrot, G Golf, H Hotel, I India, J Juliet, K Kilo, L Lima, M Mike, 
in November, O Oscar, P Papa, Q Quebec, R Romeo, S Sierra, T Tango, U Uniform, V Victor, W Whiskey, X X Ray, Y Yankee, Z Zulu, and then one through nine and zero. And those are the terms that they want you to know, the alphabet, in case you have to receive a message. Now on physics, you have stalls, which is when your aircraft exceeds a critical angle of attack, your lift degenerates, and that's what happens. The load factor increases during turns, and the weight is calculated. And then you have CG, which means center of gravity. Now, there's different positions that can cause you to lean back and change your center of gravity, and it will negatively affect the aircraft. You have sectional charts. I'm not going to go into huge detail with these, but basically, MSL above sea level, AGL above ground level, VFRs, visual flight rules, red flags, beacon, uh, that will mean that there's more planes in the area. And then SFC is surface. Like I said, CTAF is communications. If you see RA, that means restricted area. PA is prohibited area. MOA is a military operation area. MTR is a military training route. And if you see VR, it lines with MTR. Now, the airport have runway patterns. Airplanes will take off and land aligned to the left it's like a driver's side the left side of a car it's easier for them to view it and the helicopters will fly and land to the right runway markings are north zero east 90 south 180 and west 270 degrees you have NOTAM which is notices to airmen they use that for emergency or to, to time before you fly, uh, NOTAMs don't have to have that, but it's a good app. You can download that and use it. And then you have METAR, which is Meteorological Aviation Report. You have TAF, which is Terminal Aerodrome Forecast, and that's the type of report. And then you have LOW, which is High Density of Air. That's the term that they'll use to describe the altitude. And then high altitude will be low density air at a certain altitude. The high density will increase, will decrease your drone's efficiency. Now, if you get a front, that's a weather pattern when cold air hits warm air. Wind, um, wind shear will be anything altitude suddenly, drastic changes in wind speed, your drone. Is mostly steady structural icing I don't know why they want you to know that but rain or clouds zero degrees Celsius colder rain or ice can form on your wings of a plane TS thunderstorm humidity less visibility more efficient it's heavier air and then unstable air is hot and humid turbulence unstable showery and then stable air will be poor visibility and steady rain now, Nimbus is a big heavy cloud. Stratus is high wispy clouds. Team, the FAA wants you to have a team if possible. 
you'll have a VO, which is your visual observer, especially if you fly using goggles. You need to have yourself, which is the PIC, Remote Pilot and Command. And if they ask you who helps the Remote Pilot and Command, it's the VO, the visual observer. Crew resource management, it's a team strategy that's integrated into all phases of your flight. And the risk, hyperventilation, breathing too much or too fast, alcohol is bad, of course you never intersect with drone flying, hangover, still under the influence, fatigue is bad, it'll impair you, scan it, you know, on the scan of sky all the time for threats or moving objects, and you just want to make sure that you scan the the direction on the chart they have is left right and then turn to your right and look behind you and then turn to your left and look behind you which is one two three and then four would be back on the left side now there's all kinds of personality traits they go into to discuss people who aren't flying correctly macho impulsivity antidote invulnerability, resonation, anti-authority. You basically want to, 30 minutes for your test, try to cram all this in and see what you can do to remember it. Now, a lot of the test is airspace questions that will pertain to an airport or a small aircraft. And uh, you have 60 questions and they give you two hours to complete it to get a 70% to pass. I think you have to pass 42 questions right. Let's see. Just trying to find the other page here. Just a second. Okay. I think that's pretty much it for that portion that I was going to go over. That's all that I see on here. Now you can go online to the U.S. Department of Transportation. The FAA has a PDF Adobe. It's a remote pilot small UAS system study guide. Now their most updated guide that I found was August 2016. And it just says uh, Flight Standard Service, Washington, D.C. Another useful thing you can do is you can go to your local library and there's a remote pilot test prep book and it's made by the ASA and it came out in 2019 if you're the first one to get the book and you're lucky it has five online practice tests there's a code inside that you can use inside the cover um, it's on prepware.com I believe and then you have another book that you can check out I'm trying to find the name of it it is so yeah there's an airman book you can check out which will have all kinds of things in it that you can go over also okay there it is it's called airman knowledge test testing supplement for sport pilot recreational pilot remote pilot and private pilot and it's the united states department of transportation faa also so it has some maps in there different charts and kind of explains all the things that you would need to know if you're flying near an airport and all the sectional charts are explained in there and highly detailed so those two books will help you out 
pretty much you just study this stuff and then right before you go and take your test jot down what you can remember and then as soon as you go in they'll give you a pen and paper rewrite down anything you think you'll forget you have two hours to take tests it's multiple choice so you can automatically eliminate two of the answers probably will be hogwash they won't really pertain to the questions so you have about a 50 50 percent chance of getting it right anyways if you don't know the answer but you will want to take your time and try to answer them as best as possible hopefully this podcast has helped you guys out once again a little bit long this time but i'll talk to you guys next time and thanks for tuning in to dragon's drone zone